You are listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hello, and welcome back to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am recording this out on the deck because in New York, we do not have beautiful weather all year long. And so I really take advantage as much as I could. I just got done finishing out some emails for the day and I was just sitting out here. I'm in the shade, so I'm not in the sun because it is, it's pretty warm. Um, but I'm sitting in my little patio area and I just, I knew I needed to record a podcast for this week. I didn't want to go up to my office and do it. I didn't want to be inside. So you get to enjoy the beautiful wind chimes that I have out back. If you are new here, um, wind chimes are something that remind me a lot of my mom who had passed away this December. Wind chimes just bring me so much joy. I talked about this on a few other episodes, but um, just the sound is incredibly therapeutic. But um, it right before my mom you know, had passed away, I told her to let me know that she was near with a whisper and the wind is is the way that I feel like she communicates with me and so I love my wind chimes. I have so many of them and so I loved because at our old house uh, I recorded a lot back there but I haven't recorded any new episodes or I haven't recorded any episodes of the new house outside and so today's the first one. And so the wind chimes are back. From my office, you can maybe hear the wind chimes that are in the front yard, but it's not as windy in the front as it is in the back. So anyways, <laughs> I'm really excited to just be outside and it makes it, it, I mean, podcasting never feels like work. It's always something that I have to obviously take time out of the day to do because, you know, I, I have to, I, I don't have to do it. I want to do it and I thoroughly love doing it, but it just makes it so easy when I can be in my little comfy spot out on our deck patio, we've got cute little bistro lights. I've got cute little plants, our table with the umbrella and the pool. So it is, it's just incredibly relaxing. And so I feel like it's just going to be a great episode because I'm just really Zen and my mind is really clear. I'm outside, I'm getting the fresh air. So I really just get to bring you guys like the best of the best info, which hopefully I always do, but today it will just be extra fresh and extra good. And, you know, today I really wanted to talk about how we can support our immune system because this is a really, this isn't a topic that we typically have to chat about in the summertime because things, things don't really ever go around in the summer. You never hear about colds or flus or strep throat or, you know, people don't usually get sick in the summer really ever. People usually get sick in the fall, you know, when kids go back to school, which that is coming up, that's coming up right around the block and kids hopefully will be going back to school I know that everywhere is different because we are still in these incredibly crazy times, but you know, there is also the, you know, what's still going around. And I know that people are a little bit more worried about it because we thought that we were kind of over it. Um, and I truly still stand by my defense or my stance in the fact that the stronger you are, the stronger, more resilient you are, you will be able to withstand anything that comes your way. And I still stand by that. I stood by that back in March of 2020. People thought I was crazy. I'm like, I am healthy. I have an immune system. I support myself. And we've weathered quite well. Um, 
but but I am also sharing this just because I think that it's important to refresh on these topics to understand what our immune system does and our immune system is really important for a lot of different reasons especially because I do treat a lot of people or I work with a lot of people who have autoimmune issues skin issues hormone issues and a lot of those really do overlap to issues with immune system I mean especially autoimmune I mean autoimmune is an issue with your immune system communicating with the rest of your body it's overactive we've pissed it off to the point where it's attacking everything and I see that a lot with a lot of my thyroid patients and clients that I work with and so you know, when I'm talking about the immune system, it's not just, okay, fighting acute things. Immune system health really is important whenever we're talking about fighting acute or chronic, because a lot of chronic diseases, you know, when we think of cancer or, I mean, cancer's pretty much the biggest thing that comes to my mind, um, just because it's the most prevalent. Uh, I, we just found out today that, you know, somebody else that we know, um, is diagnosed with cancer and it just, it's been a really hard day because I just feel like since my mom, it's just been all over the place and I, I, it's so sad. And so that's obviously, you know, a big driving force behind the information that I put out. And I'm not just putting this information out, you know, for acute prevention. Um, you know, having immune system health is, is incredibly important because when our immune system is not working properly, we can have stealth infections, right? Whether that infection is something like SIBO or parasites, because your immune system should be kind of attacking those and getting rid of those. Or, you know, it's a little bit more threatening in the case of cancer or chronic disease or autoimmunity or, you know, the flu or the Rona, you know, I mean, there's so many different reasons why I think it's really important to not just care about your health when you're sick. We should care about our health 24, seven, 365, because the, the, I, like I said, the stronger and more resilient that you are always, the more protected you will be always. And I really, truly firmly believe that. So you know, when we chat about your immune system, our immune system is like our first line of defense. Um, I took a really strong interest to immunology um, in college. I took I took quite a few electives uh, for my BS in biology on immunology, and my professor was incredibly intelligent. And I just I loved it. I loved learning about how our immune cells react to certain things, and you know how the body like how just incredibly innately intelligent our body is. I mean, it's just truly incredible truly truly incredible and then obviously getting into chiropractic school and like really learning about the physiology and understanding just on a deeper more clinical level the significance and you know how we can support our bodies and then I kind of start to reflect on you know my own health and thinking of you know how I had been really sick not really sick, but you know, I would get sick pretty much once a year when I was a kid and I definitely would get sick in college. Um, my freshman year actually was the year that I was probably the most unhealthiest in my entire life. I, well, a lot of things went wrong that year, um, and not went wrong, but I had ACL surgery prior to going to school. I was drinking a lot. I was not having a great sleep rhythm. Um, Not that this has anything to do with it, but the year that I ended up getting the flu vaccine was the year that I was the sickest and actually got the flu of all the years that I've never gotten it. That's just a side note. That's just anecdotal. That's just 
what I noticed in myself. That doesn't mean anything, but I'm just kind of reflecting back on my years of when I wasn't optimally healthy. You know, I wasn't really, I was trying to eat okay. Sometimes I would eat okay, but it, it was, it's by no means what I do now. I was stressed. I was in school. I was, gosh, it was like probably, like I said, the most unhealthier of my life. I ended up going on antibiotics for acne because Weirdly enough, you know, I had an acne flare and who knows why, but no one decided to help me dig to the root. So just put me on low-dose tetracycline. That makes sense. And then we continue to wonder why I continued to get sick. So weird, right? So weird how that works. Um, but then after that, I kind of started picking up the pieces and getting back into a more healthy lifestyle. Freshman year was definitely a learning curve, but I learned a lot. And I, looking back and looking when I was the most prone to sickness. I think I had strep throat a few times, like a few times, probably like two times at least. And that's weird for me to, to get it that frequently. It's not normal to get things that frequently. I had colds. Like I said, I think I had the flu. Weird year, right? I was super not healthy. But then when you learn to support your body, you know, it's crazy how things can come into fruition. And I've also kind of looked back at when I had gotten sick and a lot of other times when I had been sick before, I had really pushed myself too hard in terms of stress, both mentally and physically. I remember my senior year, we were at school, you know, we were there postseason, so I was just living in the house that I was living in off campus. And I remember, I mean, I literally was just there to play softball. So I had nothing to do all day except for practice and work out. I'd get up in the morning and I'd run a few miles. I'd go work out for an hour and a half before practice. I'd go to practice. And if I wasn't involved in like the drill stuff, cause I was a pitcher, I would go for another trail run and weird. I got sick <laughs> and it's not weird because look, I ran myself into the ground. And when you, and cortisol is a huge player for the immune system. And then I think, okay, back to in chiropractic school when I would get super stressed. I remember my grandpa died. Um, my dog was sick and dying. And then our cat died. And then I was starting a new trimester at chiropractic school. And weird, I got sick. So I know what my triggers are now. Like stress is a big trigger for me. So, you know, when I, my body's feeling a little run down, when I've got really hectic and busy weeks, I just am really mindful of, you know what? I don't care that it's 7.30. I'm going to bed tonight because I'm not running myself in the ground. I know that that's a big trigger for me. And I see that as a big trigger for a lot of people, whether it's sickness or flares and certain things that they're experiencing or just inflammation. Like it's, it's not a coincidence that our body's trying to speak to us. Um, I've definitely made a lot of changes in the last few years and really gotten down a lot of inflammation in my body. I've done a lot of healing. I've done a lot of metabolic flexibility, which that's a huge thing with what's going on now. I mean, you can be a healthy individual healthy in quotes and still have really bad outcomes because if you are not metabolically flexible and there's a lot of underlying inflammation, that's from the beginning that I've seen in March, 2020, a huge causative factor for poor outcomes. Um, obviously we know BMI and obesity. I have a, I have some type issues with BMI because it has no idea muscle mass. And that's obviously very important. Um, the more muscle mass you have like that, you're going to weigh more, but that's not the same as fat mass. But, you know, we're seeing and hopefully, hopefully as a country, we're seeing how important taking care of our body is. And if we aren't seeing it yet, I don't know what I can do to make people realize it. Um, I, I made a poll on my Instagram last week and I said, you know, did this year make you a little bit more motivated to take care of your health? And I think the 
vast majority, 98% of people over, I mean, thousands of people voted and like 98% said yes. And the people that said no, some of them messaged me and they said, I've been working on my health for years. This year, you know, was not by any means a wake up call for me, but I still worked on prioritizing my health, which those answers are great. But I, I really truly hope that this kind of year was a wake up call that, you know, health is absolutely nothing to be taken for granted. And if there's one thing that hopefully my platform can teach you is we need to stop living in this world of reactive and live in more of a world day to day of prevention. And, and that's just, for, that's acute or chronic. That's just, that's for anything because I don't want to get to a point where I'm like, Oh shit, I should have done this or, Oh, you know, I, I really wish I would have done this. I, at the end of the day, know that I will do everything I can on a daily basis to protect myself from whatever, whenever, and whatever happens to come my way. And, you know, our immune system, getting back to kind of what we're chatting about today, that's kind of the premise for, you know, what I wanted to chat about is like how we can support ourselves on a daily basis and kind of give you guys like five really strong areas of immune support that is incredibly beneficial, things that I've kind of come across in research, uh, things that I've tried anecdotally in myself with the people that I work with, clients, patients, etc. Um, you know, things that, things that truly help to support our body, things that I've learned throughout my education and continuing on. There's, there's so many different things and there's so many different ways of supporting the body that I resonate with. And so first and foremost, obviously, you know, starting with what we, you know, we are, you know, the saying we are what we eat. Well, we are what we eat and we are what we can digest. <laughs> so, that, you know, that's kind of an, a really simple statement for something that's pretty, pretty dense because we are what we eat. Yeah, like, but we also have to break it down. And if you can't break down the food and you can't assimilate the food you're eating then you are what you can only digest. And, you know, that kind of has an overarching effect with gut health. And what we do know is that about 80% of our immune system lives in our gut. And gut health truly is ground zero for many things that I see. I mean, whether it's immune system, whether it's obviously bloating, digestive issues, whether it's hormone health, whether it's acne, all of those things have a huge overarching gut health, which is why it's so important when like so many of these things that I'm going to be talking about are going to tie into so many other aspects of improving your health. So you get a really good bang for your buck with this episode because it, it is kind of also overarching on a lot of things that we've talked about, but just, I think it's fair and right to teach people how to equip their bodies so that it can fight things. Um, and so we're not just living in perpetual fear, uh, not something I'm down with. But, you know, we are what we eat, we are what we can digest. And because I have yet to hear any health official speak on that. Instead, you can get two free donuts if you get a jab. Or you can, I don't even know what other crappy incentives they give people. And that's fine. I mean, people, it's your right to make whatever choice you feel is right for you and your body. Period. But to not educate people on the importance of how food is affecting your body at a cellular level so that you can, I mean, food, inflammatory foods is going to impact your body's ability to fight things. Alcohol use is going to impact your immune system, period. I mean, 
inflammatory foods. Think of like vegetable oils, um, artificial ingredients, uh, processed foods. Those things are still allowed to be on the shelves and no one has been telling people to avoid those and to just try to eat real foods. And that's a huge problem that I have because that's really truly one of our biggest biggest things in terms of like foods that are really really supportive for our immune system mushrooms are really great like chaga shiitake reishi mushroom those are all really really supportive of immune health um vitamin c is really important and so when we think of vitamin c you know a lot of people usually think of oranges which yes but orange juice would not be my go-to for vitamin c there's actually a lot of other foods that have just as high if not higher vitamin c content than oranges. Uh, Brussels sprouts have a ton. Red and green peppers and yellow peppers have a ton. Oh gosh, why am I having a brain fart? I should have wrote, wrote these things down. I mean, um, antioxidant rich berries like strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, pomegranates. Um, pomegranates aren't in season right now. Um, pomegranates don't even grow here in New York. So in the winter for maybe like a month, I will get a few because they're just so stinking good and I love them. But, um, foods that I, I am definitely stocking up on right now, definitely a lot of berries. Berries are pretty in season here. And so I'm just buying a bunch and then I'm trying to freeze them. I'm trying to get the pesticide free or I will get pesticide free. I will not buy them if they're sprayed. That's a choice that as you as a consumer are free to make by yourself, but I'm just telling you what I do. I'm not telling you what to do. Uh, if you feel like you want to get whatever berries at the market, even if they're sprayed, that is totally fine. That's your choice to make. I just try to get a bunch um, at the market that we go to. There's a place that they don't spray. And so I just get a bunch and I've been freezing them and I like using them for smoothies. Cherries are really good. Um, so I'll get some of those if I can get them organic and freeze them, get the pits out. Those are really good in smoothies. But vitamin C is great. I mean, there's a lot of great studies on vitamin C and the you know what. I mean, it's phenomenal. Zinc is another really great nutrient. So zinc uh, is essentially like a natural antiviral. And what's really cool is zinc can, you know, if we can help zinc get into the cell, it can, again, be an antiviral and it's incredibly beneficial to the immune system. So zinc rich foods, uh, beef is very high. Any type of uh, red meat, very, very high. Liver is very high in zinc. Bone broth has some zinc, some plant-based sources. Think of your leafy greens, think of your nuts and seeds. Um, those are those are definitely high in zinc. Pumpkin seeds are the highest seed that has zinc. And so that's definitely one that I recommend you know, adding in. Uh, I've got some pumpkin seeds in the paleo granola that I'll add to my yogurt sometimes. So it's definitely a good option. Oh gosh, there's some clouds coming. I hope it's not going to rain on me. I don't know how much longer I'm going to talk, but I've probably got a lot more to say. So I'm just going to go. And if it rains, I'll pause it. But <laughs> anyways, so zinc is really important. And then quercetin is a nutrient that helps zinc get into the cell. So quercetin is what we call a zinc ionophore. So what zinc ionophore means is it's helping to push zinc into the cell. So you can take quercetin in a supplement form. I have on my full script, I have a like immune protocol and I have a zinc and a quercetin in there and that's on my full script. So you can sign up for my full script. Uh, I will put the link for that in the show notes. But quercetin can be also found in foods like uh, onions and garlic is, are really, really great sources of quercetin. So onions are so good. I mean, they're so good for the immune system. Garlic is amazing for the immune system. I mean, it's antibacterial, it's antiviral. 
so good for the immune system. So I actually have some black garlic that my dad ferments and I'll just kind of do a clove of that a day, but I try to cook with garlic really frequently. I try to cook with onions frequently. You know, if you have a sensitivity to these foods, obviously don't include these foods because you have a sensitivity to them or maybe they make you bloated and it's important to find out why, but in general, these foods are incredibly healing. They're very good for the immune system because they're helping to then push zinc into the cell so that it can kill whatever you know, whatever unwanted pathogen might be around. Um, so those are really good whole food sources. Again, you can take quercetin. Quercetin is also a, a nice antihistamine. So for people who have allergies, quercetin is a nice thing to have on hand. Um, so, you know, we can get a lot through the whole food that we eat. In terms of um, additional whole food that I really love adding in for just kind of overall immune support. I love having bone broth on hand. And so bone broth is usually a staple fall winter for me, but I have been adding it in a lot in the summer as well, just because it's really good for joints. It's got a ton of collagen. It's got a ton of glycine, which are obviously great for hair, skin and nails, but it's also really good for your gut lining. It's really good for your immune system. It's just good for you in so many ways. And so I've been making a ton of bone broth. It's very gelatinous, the one that I've been making, because I'll use a bunch of different bones, like uh, bone marrow and turkey and chicken. and I mean, whatever bones I, I have on scrap, I will put in. But if I don't have bones on hand, I will get some from Kettle and Fire. And you can use discount code Dr. Haley 20 to save 20% on all of their broths. Um, if you did want to stock up and you didn't want to make your own, that's always an option that you can do love their broths. And I always have those on hand for if I don't have any made. I actually add the bone broth to animal, the dog, the dog and the cat's food as well. The cat doesn't like it as much. So I try to sneak it in there, but the dog loves it and it's great for her joints. It's great for her gut too. So, I mean, animals are very similar to us in the fact that you can support them and they, it's a preventative thing for them too. And Nick and I were saying that this weekend with all the hiking and things that we do, you know, doing all the, she's been doing the red light therapy and I give her a bunch of liver and I give her a bunch of, you know, whole real food instead of kibble. We, I stopped doing that and we do the more of the farmer's dog and real food and bone broth. And I just said, I would so much rather just live a preventative lifestyle with her than for her to be a few years down the road and have problems with X, Y, and Z and be like, oh shoot, I wish I did something different. I mean, she's literally my entire world. And so whatever I can do for her, I will do as I digress. Additional foods for immune system support. Uh, so we talked about bone broth. We talked about some other foods like the foods that contain zinc and the quercetin and vitamin C, uh, but you know, all of those great foods, vitamin D, which vitamin D you really can't get through whole foods. You can get it through egg yolks, salmon, and liver. You can get it fortified, which is the D2 form through milk but that's fortified it's a d2 form it's not as active the best way to get it is through the sun which from now until i forget when i forget when we stop absorbing vitamin d it's october something it's the end of middle to end of october is the solstice where we stop no it's not the solstice I can't remember what the exact name of it is. It's a sad day because it's where the sun goes to a different hemisphere and we no longer can absorb it. If you're anywhere north of Atlanta, Georgia, hemisphere-wide, or latitude, whatever, longitude, latitude, I don't know. I'm not a geographist. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> I can't even use my words. Anyways, in October, if you are anywhere north of Atlanta, you are not absorbing vitamin D period. You can be outside in the sun and I still highly recommend it, but you're not absorbing vitamin D. 
So soak up on all the vitamin D that you can now. Do that through exposing your legs, exposing your arms to the sun, preferentially during the daytime between like 12 and three is when the sun is the strongest where you can absorb vitamin D. Don't be an idiot and stay out in the sun to the point that you burn, especially if you have fair skin. Obviously be smart about it. If you have fair skin, you really don't need to spend that much time in the sun. But the sun is hands down the best place for us to get the vitamin D. So I try to be mindful of, I mean, I'm darker skin now in the summer, so I have to spend more time and I enjoy to spend more time. I don't burn. So I try to spend at least minimum half an hour to an hour, whether I'm walking, whether I'm sitting out on my laptop. And I will do that every single day until that day where we are not absorbing any. And then I still am outside because who just doesn't love being outside? So vitamin D is incredibly important. It's an immune modulator. It's, I mean, it's, it's incredibly important. You can obviously supplement it. And I probably do recommend supplementation in the winter months. I really like taking it in cod liver form because then you get vitamin A, which vitamin A is incredible for your immune system as well. Vitamin A is really high in liver. You can get vitamin A in plant-rich foods, but a lot of people have a hard time converting vitamin A uh, or beta carotene to vitamin A. A lot of people struggle with that conversion. So if you're just relying on vitamin A through like colorful things like carrots and peppers, you might struggle with that conversion. And so getting them through an animal source, which the best animal source is liver, desiccated or real, that's that's the best source to get uh, to get. Um, vitamin A. One additional part of bone broth that I didn't mention is, you know, part of, part of our immune cells are made in the bone marrow. So that's a big reason why bone, bone broth or, um, or bone marrow can be incredibly, eating bone marrow can be incredibly beneficial for your immune system. And so that's again why I always have bone broth on hand if we're ever feeling under the weather or feeling like we need a, a boost. I mean, bone broth is like an immune elixir, truly. Uh, there's also, back to my little point on vitamin C, there's this awesome little convenient elderberry vitamin C pack that I got from Peak Tea to just to have on hand because, you know, when we go up to the mountains, we're definitely putting a lot of stress on our body. If we're traveling, which, you know, we do decent amount you know, even locally, like weekends here and there or traveling to see my dad or, you know, what, you know, we're, we're out and about a lot. And so I got the peak vitamin C packets, the peak tea, and I brought them up to our trip to Lake Placid this past weekend. And they were phenomenal having them on hand, like after hiking for eight hours, when you're just beat, it's just nice to be able to give your body a little bit of those antioxidants. So I will put the link for those in the show notes, but you can always use uh, code Dr. Haley for a discount on anything Peak Tea as well. I just wanted to share that because I realized that that's a new thing that I've been adding in. And with the topic of vitamin C, I just wanted to point that out. So kind of really chatted a lot about diet, right? So we're obviously focusing more on like the whole nutrient dense foods and really trying to limit whatever processed foods you can. You know, I'm not a really big alcohol drinker anyways. You know, if you feel like you're under the weather, you feel like, you know, you're trying to fight something off, going out and having a drink probably isn't the best idea for your immune system because it is going to put you in a more sympathetic state. Um, it is going to decrease your heart rate variability. I see that happen if I have a drink with my whoop. So I just am smart and mindful about it. 
and try to make good decisions because I'm trying to support my body and whatever it needs at that time. And so it's just important to listen to yourself and know what your body needs and, and what it might what might not serve it during that time. So that's just a kind of something to know there as well. Um, but obviously fast foods, processed foods, they are not doing anything to serve us or our health um, at all. So the more that we can limit those, the better your health, I will promise you that. The second kind of aspect of your immune system is cortisol and stress. So like I was kind of mentioning earlier, whenever I would feel, whenever you're on that cortisol high, you feel amazing because you're on a cortisol high, you're stressed, you're running off cortisol, but eventually cortisol has to dip. And when cortisol dips, that's where we feel like crap. So if you have ever been through a period of time where you just feel like you're running off cortisol, you've got all this energy, you're go, 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 you're very driven, you're like running on a constant high or a constant edge that you have because your cortisol is super high. But as soon as that stress kind of dips and goes away, that's where we are left vulnerable to burnout and sickness. Uh, I would always feel that during exam weeks. I mean, in chiropractic school, sometimes I feel like we would have seven to 10 tests in a week and midterm wise. And I mean, those are high stake. I mean, if you fail a class, you are behind an entire three to four months. I mean, it's stressful. So the stress that we would put on our bodies and then, you know, coming off of that, no wonder, you know, people would be sick and missing class because we had just literally put so much stress on our body that when that finally was over, our immune system was just like, nope, nope, we're not doing this. Also, cortisol is, cortisol to a point is where your immune system is kind of most active. So like if you do come down with something and you're sick, you feel best typically like throughout the day and in the morning because that's when your cortisol is the highest. But you typically feel worse at the end of the day because that's when your cortisol is at its lowest point. So cortisol does have like an immune modulatory effect like in terms of like your circadian rhythm and what it's doing throughout the day. But in terms of chronic cortisol, whether that's over-dieting, under-exercising, under-nutrition, over-exercising, mental or emotional, I mean, it's just really important to take that all into effect. And I know that when my mom had passed away, you know, obviously I can't control that stress or that was horrible. Like that's still, still something that I'm dealing with. And that's why when we would have all these gatherings, like I wasn't eating the processed food that people were bringing. I wasn't drinking because I know that like that would that was going to further dig me into a hole of support that was going to be a lot harder to bring myself out of. And at that time, like, I mean, obviously COVID still hasn't gone away, but like that was still a thing. And I just wasn't trying to dig myself into any further of a health hole than I needed to be. So that's, you know, I, it's all about just trying to control what you can, but stress is a really big thing. So if you are, I mean, if you've been watching the news this past year, gosh, you're probably totally living in stress and with fear. And so, I mean, that's a huge damper to our immune system stresses. I mean, it's it's incredibly, incredibly huge. So the more de-stress you can add into your day, maybe that's going to bed 30 minutes earlier. Maybe that's turning the TV off at night and just reading a book. Maybe that's getting off social media, setting a curfew. Maybe that's picking up a practice like meditation or deep breathing or a quiet low key walk outside or time with family or calling a loved one, whatever that looks like for you. I really encourage you to pick it up. For me, it's been a lot of deep breathing. It's been sauna time. It's been no devices at night. It's been absolutely amazing and I love it. And it's really done my health 
an incredible service. Second thing or third thing, which I've kind of alluded to with the nutrition is getting outside. Um, we are not meant to be inside. We evolved outside and we have made our inside able to be as comfortable as we want it to be, which is, it's great for certain things, but getting outside, getting that vitamin D, getting the fresh air, you know, opening your windows and letting that fresh air. I mean, all of those things are just incredibly beneficial. If you are someone who has allergies and things like that, which, you know, now fall allergy shouldn't hidden quite yet. Um, definitely refer back to posts that I had done this spring on my Instagram at how about how to support your immune system for allergies. Cause that's kind of like a totally separate thing. I talked a lot about that this spring because that's something a lot of people struggle with, but uh, it definitely goes hand in hand with overall immune support as well. So, you know, I mean, I'm just definitely happier outside. I'm less stressed outside. I, I love being out in the sun, being out in the sun. I mean, apart from the vitamin D, being out in the sun is going to help with your blood circulation. It's going to help with nitric oxide, which helps open your blood vessels, which helps you breathe better, helps you move better. It helps nutrients and things get to where they need to go so that everything can be nourished. I mean, there's so many more benefits than just obviously absorbing vitamin D through your skin, which very important still, like hands down important. If you're not doing that, it's free. You just have to do it, you know, and then you can have it stack on top of that. And maybe you go for a walk. Maybe you do some reading, maybe you do some meditation while you're outside. Maybe you do some grounding because grounding is essentially where your body is in contact with the earth, whether that's your hands, your feet, feet is probably most common, but you're absorbing that negative ions and it's very anti-inflammatory. They've done so many studies on it in terms of thermography where they'll show like the inflammation in someone's body before grounding and then after. I mean, it's, it's incredible. You can just look it up and see for yourself. It's very, very cool. Another pillar to, uh, immune health is hormetic stress. So hormetic stress is essentially small stressors that help your body better adapt. So hormetic stressors are things like sweating, uh, because sweating is increasing your body temperature. It's a stress to your system that has to cool down. Your heart has to work harder so that it will cool you down, but it makes you more resilient. It makes you stronger. Same thing with cold exposure. Cold exposure is really hard for a lot of people, but cold exposure is very good for your immune system. It's very good for your mitochondria. Is shivering, especially to the point of cold exposure, is very good for your mitochondria, but that's another hormetic stress. It's placing a stress on your cells that make them have to adapt and become stronger. Exercise is another one. Lifting weights, walking, running, biking, whatever. It gets easier because your body gets stronger and adapts. Like you break down muscle tissue to then build it up. Right. And obviously exercise can be overdone. Obviously, you know, that's why it's really important. I don't do my story of me an undergrad where I was running miles in the day and then working out for an hour and a half. And then, I mean, I was probably having like six hours of activity. I mean, that's insane. And I definitely was not eating enough to compensate for that, you know, and most people listening to this podcast aren't extreme athletes. I mean, even my brother who's playing for the nationals organization doesn't exercise for six hours every day. So that was excessive. And I don't recommend that ever, which speaking of that, I'm definitely going to have my brother on. We've been meaning to do a podcast. The schedule just changed because he got moved up from rookie to low a. So now his schedule is changing, but I am hoping to have him on because, you know, I obviously he's my brother and I'm biased, but a very cool story of adversity and 
we have a lot of cool things that we we want to talk about in terms of he's very into holistic health like I am and I think that's really refreshing in like the professional athlete space so that's a big reason I want to have him on so he will be on here eventually I don't know when but he will be so yeah so I mean and also I mean back to sweating sweating is also whenever you increase your body temperature you're increasing your when you're increasing your body temperature that's how our bodies are naturally designed to kill things. So that's why it's really bad to suppress a fever because that's your body's natural way of killing things. Heat kills bacteria, heat kills viruses, it kills things. Obviously, if your fever is getting to a point where you need help or it's just not safe anymore, that's where you obviously need to seek attention and that can happen. But to a point, you, it's not good to, to, to take something for a fever. I like, I, when, when did I get, I can't remember the last time I got sick to the point of a fever, but I just let myself go. Oh, Nick was, we both, I don't know what it was. It very could have been the, you know what? I don't know. We didn't, we don't know what it was, but he was sick and he wanted, and I said, no, you have to ride the fever out. And it really helped. And him going in the sauna and him getting his body temperature up really significantly helped, you know, get through whatever we were going through and that's just really important and so you know the sauna use is a big practice that we'll do most nights uh sometimes we'll do epsom salt baths uh obviously sweat you can sweat through activity but that type of stressor is very good for your immune system increasing natural killer cells it's really 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 important uh and the last aspect is sleep which as you can tell, these pillars pretty much mimic all pillars of optimal health. But if you are not sleeping, your immune system cannot be recharged. That's why you sleep a lot when you're sick because your body doesn't have the energy. It, it, it only has so much energy. But sleeping in general is a huge way that our body regenerates, recharges, you know, is able to support our to support our daily processes and you know, that's a, that's a huge way that if we are fighting something, that's a huge place where our body will do it is when we're sleeping and our energy is not focused elsewhere. So that's a really, really important note. Um, but yeah, that kind of concludes, you know, all the different ways that we can support our immune system on a daily basis. If you can hear a towel in the background, Nick just got home. And so she's, I can't believe she's not whining, but he just came out to the deck, but you know, I just, I really wanted to put this out so that you guys could, honey, stop, so that you guys can have some tangible things that you can hopefully start implementing in, some foods that you can start implementing, um, some lifestyle practices so that you can just always make sure your immune system is being taken care of. It's very important, especially not even just now, but always for acute or chronic. Uh, you guys can check out the links that I had mentioned in the show notes for the peak tea, the bone broth, and the full script that I have for immune support, just if you wanted to stock up on some things to have. But otherwise, if you have questions, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear it. And I just thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.